Hi, thanks for tuning in to Out of Office. This is the podcast for people who want to go freelance or are already doing it. I'm your host, Fiona Thomas. I'm a freelance content writer and author. My first book is a mental health memoir called Depression in a Digital Age. My next book, Out of Office, will be published in October 2020. I just want to give a quick shout out to Dingy for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. They provide the world's first flexible insurance for freelancers that you can turn on, off, up or down. As well as that, they also help chase unpaid invoices on every policy as standard. As a customer who already uses their services, I'm personally very pleased that they've decided to help me make this podcast a reality. You can find out more about what they do at www.getdingy.com and I've also left their link in the show notes. Today I want to talk about the opposite of out of office, which is the traditional nine to five workplace and how can you cope when it is sucking the life out of you? Maybe you're listening to this on your break or before or after work and you're wondering how the hell am I going to make it through this day, this week of this mind-numbingly boring job, then this episode might help you. Whether you dream of freelancing or you just need to figure out what your next move is career-wise, you've come to the right place because I've got some thoughts to share and as well as some advice from my friend Ali from The Positive Planner is going to share some tips on how to figure out what it is that you actually want. I wanted this episode to really speak to those people who are feeling a bit lost because I think we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been in that job where you're watching the clock from 9.01am. By 10 o'clock you've eaten your lunch just out of pure boredom and the work is unfulfilling, you just don't give a shit about anything, you're responsible for stuff but you just don't care, you don't want to do a good job, maybe your colleagues are really boring. I'll be honest, I felt like that for most of my life until I was about 30 years old. Not going to go into too much depth about my work history here but Basically, I was always creative as a child. I was always writing stories, drawing pictures, went to drama club, liked singing, acting, tried to play the piano. Um, I was really into music and I ended up studying music at university. Then reality hit (laughs) and I realised that working in the music industry wasn't really a passion of mine. So I graduated uni and I just took a promotion at the cafe I was already working at when I was a student. It was easy to just keep working there but in a higher role and I spent the next five or six years in various management roles in the hospitality industry. I certainly didn't hate my life but I was very unhappy and anxious and stressed for the majority of my working day and my life in general. Every few weeks I'd be job hunting, applying for jobs, because I knew that as much as I loved getting free cake and coffee, customer service jobs just weren't a good fit for my personality. And I tried so hard to get out of that industry, so hard. I literally dreamed of having an office job so that I didn't have to talk to the public. I applied for retail jobs, so because I thought working in clothes shops or beauty counters would be better than a cafe, but I got absolutely nowhere. I did loads of research and 
did a few courses like feature writing courses and even an introduction to counselling to see if maybe I should think about retraining in a new subject. I asked myself a lot of questions because I knew that I wanted to pivot my career but I really had no idea about what direction I should go in or what I was capable of doing which was felt really frustrating. I felt so jealous of people who have always known what their passions were. Like my friend Claire, she's always known since as long as I've known her, you know, since like 12 years old. She's always known she wanted to be an optometrist. So she mapped out her plan at school, got the grades, got the qualification. And now she's living her dream as an optometrist. That just makes me so jealous. <laughs> like I wish I'd had that clarity from a young age. I even thought at one point that maybe my passion was helping other people find their passion because I was so obsessed with careers that I thought maybe I should be a careers advisor but needless to say I didn't go down that route. To cut a long story kind of short my job hunting was halted in 2012 when I had a mental breakdown. It's easy to see now that the pressure of working was getting too much for me but I didn't realise that and I had been suffering from burnout for at least a year. It had gone undiagnosed and spiralled out of control to the point where I completely broke down. I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety and I never went back to that hospitality job. If you want to know all the gory details, you can read about it um, in my book Depression in a Digital Age. I'll link to that in the show notes. Anyway, the point of going down that depressing (laughs) rabbit hole is that work can have a major impact on your mental health. Before I was diagnosed I was always talking about how much I hated my job and how stressed I was but everybody I spoke to just brushed off and said oh everyone hates their job and you know you've got everyone's got to settle for a job that pays the bills and lots of bosses would say to me oh You've got to put in the hours now so that you'll get promoted later, etc. I found that comments like that from employers and friends and family really formed the narrative that I told myself when I was struggling to keep my head above water. And I pushed myself through even though I knew I wasn't happy. I thought that this was just normal. I thought it was the way it was supposed to be. I thought everyone hated their job and that I was just somehow inadequate because I couldn't cope. We spend a third of our lives at work and to be real for a second and a bit over dramatic, you only get one life and I just knew deep down that I just was wasting my life feeling really unhappy in a job that wasn't right, wasn't right for me, wasn't right for my mindset. So if that's you and you're sat there thinking that this job you do is having a deeply negative effect on your life and that you deserve better and that you're capable of more, don't brush off that feeling. Don't think that it's a pipe dream because you do deserve better and you are capable of going after what you want. Like I say, you only get one life, so what is the risk in just giving it a go? I know that some of you listening will already be freelance and maybe you're still having these feelings that you're not enjoying what you're doing and that you feel unfulfilled and you feel really stressed. Maybe you're doing work that pays really, really well, but it's just not the kind of work that you actually want to be doing. Maybe you're working 70 hour weeks and you're not making any money. 
Freelancing is great because it gives you this freedom to take action and shape your future. It's certainly not a quick fix, but it does have limitless potential for how you can live your life. Obviously, I'm a bit biased because I've written a book about freelancing, but I just wanted to talk a bit about why it's really good for people who feel stuck in a rut at work. Freelancing allows you to take control of your day-to-day schedule. You're also in control of your long-term goals, so you're not waiting around for some external force to give you a promotion or validation. And although this does mean that you need to validate yourself, it's still better than waiting for someone else to do it. Freelancing gives you flexible working hours, which is great for your mental health. It can be great for your mental health, physical health, childcare costs, or if you care for another relative. It can give you creative fulfilment. It can help you cross over into multiple industries and you can learn multiple skills. Certainly more than you would learn if you were in a traditional job where you're kind of pigeonholed to do just one thing. If you want to read more about that, the first section of my book, Out of Office, takes a really balanced view of freelancing and I talk about the industry as a whole and why it's having such a global resurgence, but I honestly go into the downsides as well. So if you want to read more about that, then definitely look out for my book. If you're sitting in a job right now and you think that freelancing is an unreachable goal, then I understand. As much as I love it, I would never advise someone to just quit their job and go freelance without thinking it through or having a financial buffer. Because one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is, even if you don't know what you want to do, start saving now. Then you can start thinking about your purpose as a freelancer and what work you would like to do. But in the lead up to actually getting started, put some money aside so that you can afford to pay your bills and stuff if you ever do go freelance. I'd say aim to have enough money to cover your bills for a minimum of three months, but ideally six months, because in the beginning it's really hard to secure a regular income. As well as the financial aspects, a lot of freelancers just struggle to know what path to actually take. I found being creative can be really helpful to figure out what it is you actually want to do. I'm good friends with Ali and Finn who created the Positive Planner. Basically, they make these beautiful hardback journals that are purposely designed to help you with your mental health and I absolutely love them. So they're great for gratitude and setting achievable goals. They're really practical and they've got lots of prompts to help you become more emotionally aware and you can track your behaviours. So it gives you a real balance between practicality but also a creative outlet. And they basically are experts in journaling for your mind and for your creativity. So I asked Ali about how people can use a journal to really get to the core of what they want from a job. Journaling can be such a positive tool. I think it's something that we don't really use enough. Pen and paper is so accessible and um, it's a really simple way of basically activating your mind, bringing awareness to the things that you're feeling, the things that you're thinking, the things that you're experiencing. Um, Especially when you're really stuck, you can find that you can actually work through those as if you would when talking to a friend. This is the really important part is that you can actually be a kind friend to yourself. And sometimes I think that that's 
um, something that we don't do enough. Uh, we don't do enough resilience thinking, so we don't do enough um, asking ourselves questions. Sometimes we can really go into anxiety holes and that can just basically mean spiralling down and down. And what we need to really ask ourselves is, is it true? Is it helpful? Um, and, you know, is it kind? And I think that's the thing that journaling really helps with. When you are seeing things on the page that are just really unkind to yourself um, and your mind, you can actually answer them back. So it's, uh, it's just a really, really useful tool. I think that's a really great point about journaling that Ali's made and something that I hadn't thought about really was like the negative internal voice that a lot of us feel and I think that can be really heightened when you're stuck in a job that you hate and I have written a bit about rust out which is similar to burnout but it's it more stems from not being able to use your skills or not being able to work to your full capabilities because you're in a role where it doesn't require it or maybe um, management aren't allowing you to develop Um, so you could be a really skilled writer but you're in a job where you maybe just send invoices or stuff like that you're not being allowed to use this skill that you are naturally gifted with and like Ali says a journal can be a great place to explore those feelings that and that frustration that comes from not being able to do the thing that you love a lot of us when we're stuck in a job that we hate we can feel we can kind of start believing this false narrative that we actually don't have the skills and we feel that we aren't good enough we experience low self-esteem and a lack of confidence and that can all hold us back from actually getting out of that rut and it can dig us deeper and deeper into that hole If you're thinking about these feelings and they sound kind of familiar, maybe you are telling yourself that you can't afford to quit or you've got no time to be creative, definitely head over to the Positive Planner Instagram page. They regularly give free journal prompts on their Instagram page. They have journal prompts saved on their highlight reel. So you don't even need to buy a journal, just get a pen and paper and look at their journal prompts and that'll give you some ideas on how you can start to write about how you're feeling on a day-to-day basis and you'll be surprised at how you can really dig into those emotions that you're experiencing and throw up some ideas for how you could actually move forward and express yourself creatively and find what path you want to go down. Like I say there's not, you know, I struggled with this for years from going from wanting to be a counsellor to then thinking that I could be a careers advisor. I studied music and I worked in hospitality. There's no like one route to figuring out what you're going to do but journaling is a great way to start. I spoke a little bit about rust out there which is um, something that I learned about a few years ago and I actually wrote a full article on the subject for Happyful magazine. I'll leave a link to the full article in the show notes but I did some research and spoke to a psychotherapist about rust out and I think if you're feeling stuck in a rut at work then it's quite possible that you are suffering from rust out and it's more than just boredom at work, it relates to chronic boredom that's so serious like I say, it can be really detrimental to your mental and your physical health. It can actually even take years off your lifespan. 
particularly common in young graduates who often end up working in jobs where they're overqualified and it can strike again for middle managers who've reached a glass ceiling in their career and they're stuck in endless meetings and just feel unchallenged by the role but yet they're unable to progress and grow. And the truth is that actually finding an activity that you're passionate about can be the key for you to fight off this rust out for good, whether that becomes a freelance career or whether it just becomes a reason to go to work and pay your bills so that you can get out and do this hobby in your spare time. Finding that creative outlet is basically the antidote to rust out. If you can afford to go to therapy, then that's a great place to start. You can figure out, like, are you a people pleaser? Do you find it hard to actually ask for what you want? Or do you have imposter syndrome where you're actually maybe self-sabotaging yourself at work and there are opportunities but you're just not going for them? You can also talk to your employer, say that you're bored, tell them that you want more. Like a good employer should be excited that you want to develop in your career. They should be lucky to have you that you're saying, actually, I want to do more. I want to go on training courses. I want to get on the job training to be a manager or I'd love to go and do a day in another department. If you raise these things with your manager or your employer, it gives you that chance to express that you feel that you're not being fully utilised in your current position. And like I say, a good employer will help you work through that. But again, I think it's worth pointing out that on the flip side, we can find fulfilment outside of work and it can be a dangerous road when you actually start to equate your happiness solely with work. I definitely fell into that negative way of thinking when I lost my job in hospitality. I hated my job, but also without it, I really didn't know who I was. I was so obsessed with being a high achiever and having this great job and having a good salary and being constantly promoted that I focused all my energy and my efforts on that. And when that job was taken away from me, I was like, who who the hell am I without a job? Like, what, what do I do? What even matters to me? And that, I guess that's where I really started my kind of creative journey of figuring out what it was that I wanted. So as much as it's great to find a job that you love, you can't put all your eggs in that basket. So find something that you enjoy outside of work, whether it's running, going to the gym, painting, or working on old cars, or doing arts and crafts, like whatever it is, just experiment and find out what it is that you're interested in. Like I say, if you're struggling with where to start, head to the Positive Planner Instagram page and try out some of those journal prompts, because you never know what you can uncover when you start writing. Okay, so let's let's wrap this creative journey up for this episode. Don't let work dampen your spirits. Try your best to look for creative fulfillment outside of work and prioritise space for yourself to explore those things. Like I say, try journaling, even yoga or meditation, anything that switches off that inner monologue uh, and lets you kind of just be with your own thoughts is super helpful. Picture what you want your working life to look like. And just think, does freelancing accommodate that? If so, then it might be worth thinking about. Think about the things that are holding you back from going freelance or from changing careers. 
think honestly, are those things excuses or can you actually ignore them and move forward? And the final thing, the final question that always helps me is, what's the one thing that you would do for the rest of your life if no one actually paid you to do it? So say you won the lottery tomorrow and you didn't have to work, what would you do with your time? Would you paint? Would you go kayaking? Would you write a novel? If you can think about it that way, that's the thing that you're probably most passionate about. And I think we'll leave it there. I hope that's given you lots to think about, about your creative passions and really hope that you're having a good day. If you're stuck in a job you hate, I'm sorry. If you're sitting there thinking, God, this job is really boring, I promise you, if you try and you have a really good think and you explore lots of different avenues, you will find something else that makes you happy. Thanks again to Dingy for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and definitely check out their insurance services which are specially designed for freelancers. You can find out more at www.getdingy.com or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Just a quick reminder that my book Out of Office will be available in October 2020. You can follow me on Instagram at Fiona Likes to Blog or visit my website fionalikestoblog.com. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe for more episodes and if you don't mind, leave me a review saying how much you love me because I just really like getting compliments. That's all for now. Bye!